Hey, welcome to Lead Defense Podcast. This is Ryan here with Brock. Hey, we have Shane Pruitt yeah, here with us. Hey, what's Shane up, Shane is the National Next Gen Director for the North American Mission Board. That, that's a mouthful. Of it title. is a mouthful, dude. So yes. Important. Yeah. And so Shane, no. has the, <laughs> Shane has the privilege of traveling around the country, speaking to students in high school, college, middle school, uh, and even beyond, uh, even pastors, just championing the cause of next generation missions. And so Shane, what, what's your favorite part of your job? Oh man, that's a great question, dude. I love it. You know, I think, you know, we talked about this before we push record, but man, like I love standing in front of students, whether it's young adults, college students, teenagers, proclaiming the gospel, calling people to know Jesus, make Jesus known. But I also love the leaders. So I yeah. love being able to influence leaders who are influencing a generation. So, so, so yeah. right now you are helping out some with the Winter Jam tour. Yeah. So my question is, what band is the coolest hang Uh-oh. Oh, man. Uh-oh. Dude, they are all so cool, man. Like, for me, I'm probably geeking out a little bit over just uh, hanging out with John Cooper and Skillet like, yeah. every sure. day. And so John is so cool, man. We'll just sit around the table and chop it up. He's one of the guys. And and I told him, I even told him this, why it's so cool for me to hang out with John and Skillet is because whenever I became a Christian at 21, yeah. uh, the first Christian CD somebody gave me was Skillet. And I didn't know there was Christian music like yeah. that. Because <laughs> growing up at Grandmama's house, she'd have like the Gaither homecoming Gaithers. on, you yep, know what yep, I mean? Yep. I ain't nothing wrong with that. But, you know, I just that, that just wasn't my vibe. No. So that was the first Christian CD I got was a Skillet CD. That's so it's kind of cool being around it. But, dude, I love KB, Torn awesome. Wells. Uh, Colton Dix. Hey, and they're all like, uh, what people don't know behind the stage, we have a ping pong table, and there's like mad ping pong. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. so you, you travel yeah. this ping pong table with Every, you from venue to, to venue. It's in the trailer, dude. <laughs> it's, and like, That's one awesome. of the first questions that the, like, especially a lot of the artists get when we yep. get off those buses, like, where's the ping pong table at? That's awesome. And dude, like, it's intense, man. There's some legit ping pong players. So, do y'all play ping pong or do you play jungle pong? A lot of folks play jungle pong, dude. These days. So, like, man, it's ping pong, but doubles, man. So, okay. back and forth. Really? intense. Yeah, doubles. Wow. So, who's yeah. your, Who's your partner? Oh, dude, your like, dude, you know, and I'm not very good. I'm just a little better than an office. So it's literally whoever I can pick up, dude. <laughs> who's who's willing to be on your team? Dude, yeah, yeah. Whoever's willing to be. But, like, seriously, some of the best, uh, like, Colton Dixon, if mm. y'all know, man, yep, that yep. dude is awesome at ping really? pong. Yeah. And then KB's got some ping pong skills okay. as well. But so, yeah, man, I'm better. I'm trying to get them like, all right, let's get a goal out here in a the basketball. Then I'll yeah, play yeah, yeah. ping pong. That's, they that's where me. I have to back away. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Hey, so you work with students all the time, work with leaders of students all yeah. the time. But part of your charge is to get students to live on mission, whatever their context yeah. is. In fact, you host a podcast, Next Gen on Mission, yeah. that everybody should go and listen to. Mm-hmm. And so, so tell us, what, what is the biggest hurdle for uh, an average high school student to living on mission? Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest hurdle and really the first hurdle to overcome is really like how do you view yourself yeah. in the kingdom of God? Meaning like um, I think one of the misconceptions we have is really that we think it's only the job of the pastor or mm-hmm. the collegiate leader or the student pastor. It's only their job to witness. Sure. It's only their job to evangelize. And I think people don't realize that, hey, if you've been bought with the blood of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit of God, it like that's now your job. Like yeah. you're called to ministry. You're called to live on mission. Um, and then, I mean, just how they view themselves. And then, you know, it's another thing we've been kind of throwing around a lot lately is to go, hey, even if you're a young person, whether you're 17 or 22 or whatever, is you're not the future of the church. You know, yeah. people tell you all the time, you're the future of the church. You're not. Like if you have the Holy Spirit of God, you are the church right now. Mm. You're called to live on mission now. Your school is a mission field now. Your university is a mission field now. 
your family, your neighborhood, the nations. So I think the biggest hurdle is really how do you view yourself biblically in wow. the light of scriptures? It's not just the job of the pastor. It's your job, and you're not the future of the church just sitting around waiting your turn. Like, your turn is now. It's mm. time to, to be the church now. Yeah. That's significant. Brock works with middle school students. Uh, I have the opportunity to work with college students. And the world has changed for them a lot yeah. the last couple of years. I mean, yeah. COVID has just wreaked havoc. It's just been weird and confusing. Yeah. Um, but God still placed them exactly where they are in the yeah. halls of their campuses yeah. for whatever reasons. And so how are you seeing students do effective ministry in mm-hmm. the places that God has put them despite all the chaos the last couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's a question that sometimes you even get from, like, youth pastors sure. or collegiate leaders to go, hey, the schools are kind of closed to us now, mm-hmm. yeah. or the campuses, they don't really want us on here. Uh, we don't have access like we used to. Uh, and that may be true for the leaders, but it's not true for the students. Yeah. The students are still there. The students yeah. don't have access. So really... The game has changed in the sense of, like, we can't just depend on our leaders Mm -hmm. to reach the campus. Like, the students themselves have to. And so it's really empowering the students to live on mission on their campus because the campus is not close to them. And so I would just encourage students, whether you're in junior high, high school, college, to, like, really view your campus as a mission field. You're there because God said so. And you may be there getting a degree, but the main reason you're there is because God placed you there to know him and to make him known, you know? Mm, And I would say start. Start with prayer. Every great evangelism movement starts with a prayer movement. Mm. So in Living on Mission, pray for your campus, man. When is the last time you've shed tears over the spiritual lostness on your campus? Uh, my mentor used to say this, you should never talk to people about God until you talk to God about people. Wow. So start with prayer. Pray that God would open hearts. Pray that God would soften hearts. Pray that God would open doors of opportunity. Pray for yourself that you would have boldness and that the Holy Spirit worked through you. Uh, you know, a mutual friend that we all have, is a guy that serves on our team at NAM, uh, Paul Wooster, who's mm-hmm. our National Collegiate yep. Director. And he says this all the time, and I love it. I just stole it from him. But he said, every day before you go to school or campus, uh, pray for Bob, B-O-B. Uh, pray for a burden for the loss, that you would have a burden. Pray for opportunities to share, and then pray for boldness, that when those opportunities come, you'll you'll take advantage of them. Yeah, yeah I love that's that. gold. Yeah. That, that's gold. I, I tell you, one of the things that I learned from uh, a BCM campus minister who's been in the game a long time doing ministry, yeah. he noticed that some students were really not passionate about going to certain yeah. classes. Like, everybody's mm-hmm. got those classes they yeah. dread. I sure. mean, in high school for me, it was chemistry. Algebra. And, yeah, 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 dude, I've been there. <laughs> Paul, well, yeah, dude. Yeah, you. algebra, man. There's no reason you should have letters and math. I'm just saying, like, there's no reason for that. I haven't, no ta- I haven't for taken that. an algebra class since my senior year of high school. <laughs> oh, yep, uh, there you go. Yeah, my 15-year-old now, she's like, Dad, can you help me with this? Like, uh, nope. No, I'm, not, uh, nope, no, I'm yeah, out of that one. Yeah. But but he said, hey, the class that you're least excited about, make make a point to pray for every single person in that class. I love because that. for the ones that we yeah, get excited that. about, you're like, yeah. oh, we see purpose in, yeah. for me, I love the history. I saw yeah. purpose in going to history class, yeah. Yeah. but chemistry, I saw no purpose in yeah, it. So I love said, that. Make this word. one the most purposeful. So pray for every student in that class. Since you don't care about the content, try to share the gospel with every single person. Pray the cross, those around you, front, behind, side to side. Yep. And it's amazing. When you pray for God to open doors, He does it. He does. Yeah. And that's why I think the kind of forgotten part of prayer is praying for boldness for yourself Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the opportunities are there. So we're either not looking for them or when they come, we kind of panic and and fear. And I think it's a good reminder too to students too is like, hey, it's not your job to save people. It's not your job to change people. You can't. Um, It's only our job to point them to the one who can save and change. And that's Jesus. So in those moments, we got to pray for that boldness and obedience because success isn't in the results, mm-hmm. um, whether that person gets saved or not, because that's up to Jesus. Success for us is in the obedience. Wow. You know? yeah. And even the Apostle Paul, 
yeah. asked the churches, you look, read his letters, he said, pray that I would be bold. And I mean, yeah. you would think if anyone's naturally going to be bold, it's him. But it's if he's word. asking for them to pray for him, it yeah. means that he was nervous. He, he knew yeah. that he could keep quiet when he didn't need to be. And yeah. so what what's kind of the encouragement? You're, you are bold. Mm-hmm. You get shut down. Mm-hmm. Like, what what's the confidence to keep moving forward? Yeah, that's great. It's to remember that ultimately, like, uh, like we saw ago, it's not your job to win them. That's Jesus' job. Yeah. Mm. And so remember, like, if if they're rejecting you, they're not really rejecting you. They're rejecting the gospel. They're yeah, rejecting yeah. Jesus, you know. So don't take it personal and don't give up. Um, I know for me, I probably heard the gospel a thousand times before mm. I believed. You know what I mean? So it's probably rare for the person who's never heard the gospel before, hear it for the first time and believe in that moment. Yeah. You know, it takes time. It's a marathon. So just don't give up. Keep planting those seeds. I would say don't be overbearing, but be strategic and don't give up. And uh, just keep sharing, keep praying, keep sharing, keep praying, keep sharing, keep praying, keep sharing. Um, And then I think also uh, live differently. I think a lot of times if our life does Mm. not match what we're sharing, then it mutes what we're sharing. Yeah, people sniff that out. Yeah, so I would say live differently in front of them as well. Now, you said something a minute ago, and you were kind of sharing your testimony with us earlier, and and you were talking about how don't be overbearing. Yeah. What does that mean? How does that look like? Because a lot of these students maybe who are trying to share their faith on campus in class, they're passionate about it, they're excited about it. I can think back in my life where one one conversation in particular, the, the conversation went into an argument and I won the argument, but I lost the person. Yeah. Wow. So what does it look yeah. like not to be overbearing with that passion? Yeah, for sure. And that's the key. Is remember, you're not trying to win an argument. In a sense, uh, the Bible said you're trying to win a soul, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you're not trying to win an argument. Um, and I've never met one person, you know, and all the people I've met and all the people I'm in front of every year, I've never met one person that goes, you know what? I was an atheist. Uh, I got into an argument with a Christian on Facebook. <laughs> I yep. lost the argument. And right there, I repented and gave my life to Jesus. Wow. I've never yep. met one person true, like true. that, you know, yeah. but I've met tens of thousands <laughs> that go, you know what? I wasn't a believer. I was far from God. This Christian befriended me. They were patient. They were kind. Uh, they were real and authentic with their faith. They're bold with their faith, but they're patient and kind. And they prayed for me. They invested in me. And no matter how many times I rejected them, uh, they didn't give up, you know, and now I'm a believer. I've heard that so many times. So for me, yeah, it was me, you know, at 21, uh, is when I got saved. God saved me out of a party lifestyle and all those kind of things. So all my friends were still partiers. And man, I call it like ignorance on fire. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like where like I had this passion that I sure. wanted them to know Jesus because like if Jesus could save me, he could save them. I knew that. But I really, it was called ignorance, you know, it was really ignorance on fire. But so really just kind of in this passion and this zeal, I would just tell them they were going to hell every day. And uh, mm-hmm. they thought I joined a cult, you yep. know, because I lived in Waco, <laughs> Texas. So we kind of have that in our background, you yeah. know. Um, <laughs> But then, you know, as I think I matured, really began to understand what God was doing in my life and, and just really matured in my faith. Then it started being more intentional, like praying for them, sharing the gospel with yeah. them. And now a lot of those guys are believers walking yep. with Jesus. Unfortunately, some of them are 40 and still act like yep. they're in high school, but some of them are following Jesus. Sure. And they're great fathers and husbands, and they're plugged into the church. And, and this was really cool at my 10-year high school reunion. Uh, you know how they give different awards. Uh, at my 10-year high school reunion, I got the uh, award for the person who had changed the most. Wow. Because uh, in high somebody. school, I was lost. Yeah. And so, man, they gave me 15 minutes to be able to talk about wh- why I was different and what wow. was different in my life. And I can't talk about that without, without the gospel, talking yeah. about the gospel. Yeah. So I got to share the gospel of my whole graduating class 10 years after mm-hmm. I graduated. That's incredible. So you never know 
what God's going to do, even so in cool. timing. You, yeah. Well, I'll yeah. tell you, Brock, you talked about being overbearing. I, I was probably, when I came to faith at 14-ish, I was the cheesy Christian. Like, I literally, <laughs> I, I put no, I verses. Were you Jesus shooking you know, people? Then, yeah. You could, you could go and you could custom make your Nikes on, uh, on you know, yeah, the Nike.com yeah, yeah. website. Man, I put verses on my Nikes. Like it was, on, it was, it was weird. Like I mean, I look back at that, I'm like, oh, that was kind of weird. I had weird. these like ridiculous Christian T-shirts from like outlet stores. So they <laughs> yes, yeah. They couldn't sell, and it's like not perfect, just forgiven. And it's just like, why on yeah. earth, dude? Instead of Sprite, it was yes. like Spirit, yes. but it looked oh, like yes. a Sprite yes, shirt. Yes. But but I'm telling you, I, yeah. I mean, in in the purest sense, like I just was excited about Jesus yeah, and trying to tell right. people about him. Um, but I've also learned like, hey. It's not a T-shirt that brings folks to the Lord. It's yeah. not shoes with yeah. verses. It's me just having conversations. Yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, we all, to some degree, get paid to talk about Jesus, right. and we love that opportunity. Yeah. I've never talked to a group of students who've said, oh, yeah, I'm completely confident sharing the gospel. And, mm-hmm. and I don't ever feel completely no. confident no, sharing no, the gospel. No, no, no. I think whenever I train students in evangelism, talk to them about it, my goal is just to get them a little less hesitant to share yeah. the gospel. I, sure. And so... How does a person take that step, Shane? Yeah. Saying, I've never done any of this. How uh-huh. do they take that next step and become a little less hesitant and sure? Yeah, the I, I think really kind of what helps alleviate fear a little bit, because mm-hmm. fear will be the biggest paralysis sure. in evangelism, right? So what helps alleviate that a little bit is to go, okay, like we talked about a while ago, first of all, you got to view it differently. Yeah. You, right? you go, okay, I see myself as the church right now. I see my campus and my university as a mission field. And then prayer, everybody can do that, Mm -hmm. right? Everybody can pray. So like pray, man, truly God can do what you can't. So God can soften those hearts. God can give those doors of opportunity. God can give you the boldness. God can speak through you. And then I think the third thing is kind of what you said while ago, right, is learning how to articulate the gospel. I think a lot of times the reason we don't share the gospel is we really don't know what to say or we're not really sharing an income or we're really sharing an incomplete gospel. Mm. So typically we'll say things like this. We need to know Jesus died for your sins. Um, But that's true, but don't leave him in the grave. Resurrection (laughs) is really, really important, right? Sure. And so I think one of the things we need to do is learn how to articulate the gospel and then practice. It'll feel weird, but practice in the mirror. Uh, Practice with your friend where it's safe. Like if you're both believers, one of the things we do in evangelism training is we walk through people, helping them understand how to articulate the gospel. And then we say, hey, this is a safe place. So if you mess up or stutter or stumble, Mm -hmm. this is safe for brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. So let's practice with each other because I think the more you hear yourself articulate the gospel out loud, the more confident you are in what you're saying. And I really do feel like the more confident you are in what you're saying, the more apt you'll be to share it, you know? I even had a pastor, so he would take, I think this was in student ministry context, I think you could still do it for college, but he would take his students, and they would go to a public place, there was a lot of people around, and they would go say, hey, we're getting ready to go on a mission trip, we're trying to practice sharing our faith, can we practice with you? Oh, yeah. So then it it opened that door, but at the same time allowed the other person not to feel, oh, it's not really about me, but at the same time you're getting to share the gospel. Yeah, no doubt, But I think that practice is, is key, because, you, I mean, you said it exactly right. Fear can often cause us to shut down yeah. um, and, and be worried about not sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Shane, for Brock and I, I mean, we, we love Next Generation. Folks mm-hmm. who listen to the podcast get to hear that, see that when they come to the conference every spring. And so uh, for you, why do you love this Next Generation so much? Why do you believe oh, in them? Yeah, well, first of all, man, you know, we are all products of Next Gen Ministries. Yeah, yeah we are. Um, Because even, even if you've gotten saved 
later in life, you're still a product of Next Gen Ministries because, like, I saw, I love Psalm 145.4. I shared this earlier today yeah. at the conference of, like, one generation shall declare the mighty acts of God to another generation. So we're all here today because for thousands of years, each generation was faithful to point the next generation to the mighty acts of God. So really, this is humbling. We're part of an ancient work. Wow. We're standing upon wow. the shoulders of men and women who were faithful in previous generations to point our generation. So, like, hey, we don't start anything or end anything in this. Yeah. It's just our turn to be faithful. Mm-hmm. So you're part of a work that goes way beyond you. So it's our turn to be faithful. And then, man, I just believe in Gen Z. You know, yeah. like Gen Z, we, you know, we call we call Gen Z Gen Z just because that's the name being thrown around. But like on our team at NAM, we've been referring to Gen Z as the revival generation. Mm. Wow. It's currently a prayer request, but I pray it be a reality, man. That's awesome. I think just some of the hardships that Gen Z's have to navigate so far already. Um, I think Gen Z has found out at an earlier age um, that the world is broken. Yep. Many of them have come to the end of themselves at an earlier age. They're exposed to so much brokenness. Many are dealing with so many hard things themselves. So they're looking for something outside of themselves. And we're like, hey, he, he has a name. His name is Jesus. You yeah. know. And so I love Gen That's Z. Awesome. I believe in it. Um, I believe in that generation. And I really believe God's got his hand on that generation. I've seen more young people Young adults, college students, teenagers uh, repent of their sin, place their faith in Jesus the last couple of years uh, than the previous probably 10 years of ministry combined. So wow. I think God's doing something with Gen Z. That's so incredible. It gets me out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Now, Shane, you host the Next Gen on Missions podcast, yeah. but also you wrote a book recently, a couple uh, years back, uh-huh. Nine Common Lies That Christian Believe. Yeah, is that it, it is. Yeah. And, and it has a picture on the cover of, yeah, a, of a, a jackalope. Yeah, yeah. And so so why the jackalope? I yeah. mean, did you get to pick the cover? I or? didn't. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, jackalope, which some people are like, what's a jackalope? So it's that, you know, rabbit with horns, sure. you know, so it doesn't exist, you know, contrary to belief, it doesn't exist. <laughs> so like now uh, I, I partner with Waterbrook Multnomah. Uh, and so when you're working with a large publisher, they, they pick all that yeah. stuff, you know, um, but we'll go, yeah, we like that. Don't like, it. so I remember when they sent me that, they were like, Hey, we really like this. It's yeah. classic. It'll stand the test of time. It grabs people's attention. And I'm like, why the jackalope? And they said, Hey, so this book, so the premise of the book is there's all these cliches that we as a church for a lack of a better term have adopted into our community and made it a part of our vernacular, but they're yeah. not biblically true. Like yeah. God won't give you more. He can handle or believe in yourself Mm -hmm. or follow your heart or if a loved one dies, God gains another angel. Mm -hmm. You know, all those cliches that aren't even biblically true. So they were like, hey, this jackalope, it kind of represents an urban legend, just like these cliches. They're like urban legends. They're not even true. That's awesome. And so, yeah, they picked that. I thought it was great. I've given that book to students. And and you know, every time I go to identify it on the shelf, I'm like, oh, just the one with the jackalope. So just pick up the one with the jackalope. <laughs> See, on that's, that's, that's what the marketing team. It that's what the marketing team you, say. If, if, you yeah. start, if you got start going to camps yeah. with like stuffed jackalopes oh, to dude. sell, <laughs> you would. I'm telling <laughs> you, as a middle, middle school pastor, you that's you have a great a idea. Opportunity. Hey, dude, that's a great. I, you know what's funny is people. Um, because I mean, to God be the glory, cause I'm an idiot. You know, I grew up in the country. So me and my friends, we used to time each other, how long we could hold on to the electric fence with our oh, go. You know what I mean? So I don't have a lot of braces left. So the, <laughs> bu- the book has done really, really well. Yeah. A lot of yep. churches, ministries have used it as a Good. sermon series, small group. So we're like blown away by it. And so what's crazy is like, if I'm speaking somewhere, uh, I'll have total random strangers all the time come up and give me jackalope stuff. Wow. They've read the book. Like I've got, they, just and they think you have some time. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dude. Like, like I'm like, like this. <laughs> Jackalope, yeah. dude. I've, seriously, I've gotten shirts. I've gotten stuffed animals. I've gotten stickers, keychains. I've gotten socks. I have jackalope socks, That's and it's incredible. all from people. 
they've given me. Like, the, the like I think they like the person mascot. is like, look at my jackalope tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of yeah. reading the book, yeah. following the podcast, Next Gen on Mission, yeah. how else could a person kind of follow your ministry? Once yeah, you're thanks, right? Yeah, uh, man, social media, of course, just Twitter, Instagram. It's just at Shane underscore Pruitt 78. Uh, same thing on TikTok, uh, Facebook, just Shane Pruitt, and then just uh, ShanePruitt.com. Well, and I love what you post yeah. about your family. Oh, I, I mean, you've got a growing that. family, and man, it's just inspiring to see all that. So. Yeah, 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 and, and adding to it, hopefully. Yeah, yeah that's right. Soon. Yeah, yeah. About to have six kids that are 15 and under. That's a prayer request. <laughs> and then we're adopting a little boy from Liberia. So when we get him home, and that's six, we're saying, it is finished. <laughs> it, <laughs> is, uh, star, no, it is finished. Seven yeah. is the number of completions. Oh, oh, no. no. We'll hey, any, yeah. any final word to the student out there listening? Uh, they're looking to be an influence on their campus for Christ. Uh, what's one final word that you can lead them with? Yeah, hey, one of my favorite verses is Second uh, Corinthians 5.20. Um, and that's the verse that says, We are ambassadors for Christ. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, it says, um, We are making our appeal um, yeah. to be reconciled to God. So there's this kind of pleading that the Apostle Paul talks about. But the middle of this verse is a is the crux of the verse, that love. And it says this, God making his appeal through you. Wow. So we are ambassadors. We're pleading with people to know Christ. But the middle of that is really the power of it, God making his appeal through us, meaning this, it's the Holy Spirit's work. Mm-hmm. You're just an instrument. Hey, all you're doing is saying, yes, Lord. And really, you know, once you say yes to Jesus at salvation, yes is the only answer you can ever give him again anyway, yep. you know. Um, so you're just saying, yes, Lord, use me. I want to know you and make you known. But here's the good news. It's it's really the Lord doing it through you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, hey, he's called you to live on mission, but he's going to be a missionary through you. He's called you to proclaim the gospel, but he's going to proclaim the gospel wow. through you. So even when he sends you onto your campus, he's not sending you alone. He's going with you. Mm, and I love powerful. that. So, man, that's the reason you got to bed. When you got the king of kings and lord yeah. of lords, the one who holds the galaxies in his hands, when he's going, hey, get out of bed, uh, we're going to school today, yep. I'm going with you, and I'm going to work through you. Wow, that's the reason I get out of bed every morning. That's big. Shane, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Thank you for listening to Lead Defend. 